welcome to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I am your host, Kelly Morgan. Today, I had the pleasure to speak with Myron Edwards. Myron is the author of a wonderful book series, the first one called The Mistress of the Rock. He tells us about his journey, how the book was almost made into a movie, the challenges that he's had, but he is actually now working on book three. I'm so glad that Myron kept writing and that he decided to be a member of the book club and join us today. Welcome to the book club, our newest member, Myron Edwards. Myron, thank you so much for being on the podcast and being the newest member to the book club. Welcome. How are you? Thank you. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. Um, I'm well, thank you. I hope you're, I hope you're well as well. Uh, the last time we spoke, you were freezing, I understand. So uh, I can assure you it's not so cold here. It's, it's, it, oh, it's, uh, it's... Yes, yes. Here in Colorado, we had about 20 inches of snow. So it was very, very cold. But today, it is about 70 degrees outside. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Yeah, so we're in sunny weather together. That's excellent. Okay. Nice nice to know that. Okay. So I'm so glad that you uh, decided to be on the podcast and be a member of the book club so we can talk about your book, Mistress of the Rock. But I'm curious... Did you always know that you wanted to be a writer or an author? No, not necessarily uh, a writer or an author. I got sort of, um, I was lucky enough to be able to work with some of the greats over the years um, when I was kind of uh, given the opportunity to um, write some scripts for the BBC. Uh, purely by chance, it, it really was purely by chance. We were doing some radio strips uh, of the guy and I, uh, guy and I called Phil Campbell, who, when we were together, we were in a band, and then when when we kind of moved away from the band, we went in to do these scripts for a hospital radio, believe it or not. And we did these scripts, we recorded the scripts, and we actually did the acting for the scripts as well. And we were left with a surplus of material, and the surplus of material um, he sent to the BBC. And one of those particular uh, jokes, if you like, got picked up by the Two Ronnies, which is one of the biggest comedy shows of the 70s and 80s. Um, so for us, it was a complete, uh, it was a complete, uh, uh, shall we say, triumph, because we were actually on the Christmas show as well which was which was amazing um and that kicked it all off really we we were lucky enough then to move into radio we wrote to radio programs like hudlines um and uh from there we diversified i went in and did things like weekendings uh he did the dick emery show which was another big comedy show I went and did um, a not a kick up the 80s with Tracy Ullman um, before she became mega mega famous, and um, and really it's continued along that line uh, where I've been sort of in and out of writing because I also was lucky enough to be a copywriter for um, 
at that time the world's biggest advertising agency, JWT, which was J. Walter Thompson. And um, that was purely by chance because I was working there in their travel capacity. I, I, before before uh, becoming a, a writer per se, I, I worked in the travel industry for around 30 years. So um, I, I, I know a little bit about the travel industry as well as uh, the writing side of things. That's how it all began, really. Wow. So it went from an idea one day sitting with your wife, then you make the move over to Cyprus, and then the book actually becomes a reality. Correct. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And you wrote a screenplay. So what was that like? How how different is it? How different is it to write a book and then to write a screenplay? Okay. Um you have to different writers have different techniques. Writers use the, the different ways of formatting how they want to produce something. I write in pictures, which means that if I can't see what I'm writing, then it can't, it can't happen. If I can visualize the way that it happens, then I can adapt it by then putting the words to the characters as I as I see them. So I visualize what, what the action is going to be and then add the characterization in afterwards. It's a technique that maybe I, I developed from, from screenwriting and from script writing in the, as well because when you write a joke you've got to visualize that joke as well as not just words on paper you have to see that it's something that it makes people laugh for a start so you've got to you've got to try and visualize what they would see in the joke uh, and that's the way it works it's the same way that i work when it comes to writing a, uh, a script, first of all, I visualize it, I written, I realize, uh, and then realize the characters themselves, and then put the words to the characters. Um, we, were, we were lucky enough um, to be approached by a film company um, who liked the idea and wanted to produce the film on Cyprus. But um, we even got a backer as well. But the problem was, it was wrong time, wrong place. Because shortly after this, we had the financial crisis in Cyprus, and everything went to the wall. So uh, I was left with no publisher because the publisher had gone bankrupt, no film company because the film company had pulled out. The actors that we had were released. We had Gillian Anderson from the X-Files, and we also had signed up Peter Andre as well uh, to play a cameo role and do some of the songs that we were thinking about putting in. And all of that just went out of the window when the um, when the Cyprus crisis came came about. So I was left with a book. Um, which I couldn't do anything about because I was under contract and I wasn't sure if that contract was still valid even though the the, produced, the, the publisher had gone bust. So I had to wait until the contract actually expired before I could go searching. But in the meantime, when I, when I was looking at the, at the issue of what, what should I do next, I started to develop a second book 
because I felt that there was more legs to it uh, than the first one. So I developed the second book. Whilst I developed the second book, I looked around for a publisher. I was fortunate enough to go on to LinkedIn and there was a chap on there called James Hill, who is an American publisher for Rock Hill Publishing. He's a very good guy. He gives, he gives new writers the opportunity to be able to showcase their work. And um, he's building up a portfolio of, of writers. So um, James has been a, a real um, stalwart for me because he's helped me get the books that I wanted to out into the marketplace. So um, what I've done now is I've written book one and I've written book two. And now I'm working with him on book three because I've completed book three, but we've now got like everybody else has to do when they're a writer, we have to do some rewrites because parts of the script need to be worked on again or parts of the book need to be worked on again. Um, and that's what I'm going to do now, be working on the, on the adjustments that I've got. But the basis of the story is there. So hopefully in due course, we'll be able to, to publish it this year. So can you give us a synopsis about the book and the series? I didn't realize that there were two other books, so I'm really interested. Can you kind of give us a little teaser about the story? Yeah, I mean, the, the story goes that um, in, in 1980, um, the Gulf War started, the first Gulf War started. Now, the Gulf War itself only lasted for four, um, four days because the, the liberation of Kuwait was over very quickly. Um, but one of the things that happened was that, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but um, there was a, an incident called Highway 80. Um, now my hero character is a chap called Richard Cole. Richard Cole um, is sent on a reconnaissance mission to watch what happens at Highway 80. Well, basically, Highway 80 is a complete uh, massacre, uh, and it's a massacre of the incidents and the innocents. Um, and he witnesses something there which actually catches him completely by surprise, and he actually has a, a series of PTSD. Now, before he went to war, he prayed to the goddess Aphrodite as he flew over Aphrodite's um, rock to bring him home safely. And there is um, there is a scene in the um, in in the in the first um, chapter where he actually encounters the, the goddess in a in a dream or what he believes is to, to be a dream. And she says, I will keep you safe. I will keep you safe. And so consequently, he grows up through, he, 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 grows, he grows up with the family, with the wife and everything else. Um, he still has his PTSD episodes, but when he goes back to civvy life or, or back, to, back to England, um, that goes to the back of his mind. What happens is that they decide they would like to come to Cyprus for an anniversary um, 25 years later 
uh, to meet up with um, uh, to meet up with the, the, his old mate, and he meet they they have a, a they have a rendezvous where what what happens is that he decides Peter who the, who is the, the, the helicopter pilot he takes them on a ride uh, over the rocks and it brings it all back to Richard it completely and utterly brings it all back to Richard and he suffers he suffers again these sort of PTSD nightmares and again he's he's comforted by the fact that um, you know the goddess has said that she will look after him even in these episodes but what he does in fact do is when he's flying over on the helicopter he takes pictures with his camera and with the camera when he gets back to his hotel he sees the image of Aphrodite in the water and that starts the whole thing off it sounds like a fantastic book and I did not realize that you had made it into a trilogy. I also didn't realize that it had it had at one time been slated to become a movie. So that is incredibly exciting. Myron, are you working on any other books besides book three, which I think you said you were working yeah, on? Yeah, I'm working on book three. I'm, I'm kicking about an idea that I have. Um, I already have another screenplay and I have another book as well. Hasn't been published, hasn't been looked at at all. It's um, and it's um, like a, I don't, I don't know, in superheroes, I wouldn't put them as superheroes. I'd put them as sort of, um, uh, it's called Inc, which is Intelligence Network Keepers, okay? They're a group of uh, specialized guys and women who are um, there to try and cure any problems that may occur that the normal that the, the normal sort of federal authorities can't handle. So it's a very special special unit. But um, there is a there there is a, a, a book for that, and there is a, there is a. a a screenplay for that. I haven't shown that to anybody yet. Nobody. Uh, and the other one that I'm looking at doing is a kids book. I, I like the idea of writing something for, for a kids kids book. Um, and so I, I put that to the back to back burner as well uh, at the moment. I just want to get this trilogy out of the way and see what impact it has, because my dream is to actually make the movie. And um, if I can make the movie, I'm sure it could benefit uh, the island of Cyprus dramatically. We do now have a film unit. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the, the film Jiu-Jitsu, which has just come out on Netflix. Um, it was filmed entirely in Cyprus. Um, uh, Dimitri Logatis is the director. Um, and he uh, is now promoting Cy Cyprus as a, a place and a base for filmmaking because we do literally have everything here. We have the snow up in the mountains when we, uh, at the moment, so theoretically you could go snow skiing in the mountains and come down and do water skiing in the afternoon. Uh, it does have that sort of uh, capability. 
um, and it does have um, the sort of scenic uh, shots that you you can do um, on the island. If you if you if you watch Jujitsu, you'll see that it's all filmed, even though it has um, Asian connotations. Um, it's all filmed entirely in Cyprus, and Cyprus wants to try and develop um, its own film industry. It will give concessions to people making making movies. So I'm just looking for somebody to come along and say, Myron, I'd love to make your film, and we'll make it on Cyprus because it makes sense to do that as well. Um, and all the concessions that, that, that are applicable for something like that. So my, my, my idea would be to broadcast on your wonderful pod, podcom, uh, podcam <laughs> this, this uh, appeal. If you, anybody wants to try and uh, make a, a movie that is different to anything else, Mistress of the Rock is something that you should consider. Are all three books titled Mistress of the Rock or do they have different titles? No. Um, Mistress of the Rock is the main uh, book. Uh, the second book is called Scylla, which is S-C-Y-L-L-A. And that's called uh, The Revenge. The third one, um, we, we have a working title, which is um, Julie's Return at the moment. Um, we're not quite sure if it's going to be um, Alpha and Omega. I'd like to think it's Alpha and Omega because it just ties it all in um, uh, from that pers- perspective. But um, it's written different for me. Um, I've never written it, it, anything like it because it's written from the perspective of a woman rather than most of my characters are male characters that are writing this is a, a female character that basically is the uh, catalyst in in the in the story so it's cl- it's slightly different and i hope i've done it you know done it justice have you thought about putting any of the books on audiobook while you're waiting for maybe it to be translated into film um, i'd love to be able to do that i'm not co- quite sure how to do it um I hope that somebody could could give me some advice on how to do an audio book because I think they lend themselves to um, that sort of thing. They are very visual in, in as much as you if you can sit there and you can imagine the, the actual action as it takes place. Uh, and and they are very visual, as I say. Um, I have I have on the website that I have, which is my own website with my own name and uh, it makes it easy for people to, to, to trace uh, it's myronedwardsbooks.com uh, and on there there is a comment section and if you go through the comments you'll see that everyone relates to why isn't this a movie this should be a movie this would make a great movie etc that sort of thing which is great encouragement, but at the at the same time, it's a little frustrating because you you have the tool, um, but you don't have the capacity to, to do it. You know what I mean? I do. I think one day, Myron, that your book will become a movie. You just have to believe. And I know that it's been a long journey, um, but you've gotten this far. So good luck to you. I really 
hope that it is turned into a movie because I would love to watch it. It sounds very exciting. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I am, you know, very excited about the, that prospect. But um, I'm more, what, what more excites me is the fact that people who I've never known before um, come through and leave, leave a, a, you know, a comment or a, a, a remark on, on things like when they, you have an Amazon site, for example, and they leave a reader's comment. And the reader's comment is, this, this is just a fantastic book. I think it's a, it's, it's really original, and um, that is that's a big that's a big boost for any writer to have a somebody who you know that you don't know from Adam come through and say to you to write something down, take the time to write something, and leave leave a comment. It's just a, a real big boost, and uh, you know an appeal to to people when you read a book, please leave a comment for the writers because uh, they get such a kick out of it, such a kick. They do. It's nice to know that you're connecting with your audience. I think as a writer, it's even nicer to know that somebody took the time to read what you wrote and they enjoyed reading it as much as you enjoyed writing it. I think that's the goal, I would imagine, for all writers. Yeah, absolutely. And um you know, uh, you you read about rejection and everything else, but there are thousands and thousands of writers out there who who literally uh, never get the chance to be seen, because in general people only pick up the big five books, you know, the big five publishers. They don't look for for the independent publishers, and they don't consider the the, the quality of the writers. We have some amazing writers at Rock Hill um, and they they need to be they need to be read because their books are just stunning some of them are just so good the the, the, the way that they put themselves uh, and the energy that they put into to making these books is quite remarkable Myron thank you so much for being on the podcast today being the newest member of the book club I can't wait until you finish with book three. I'm hoping that you'll come back and share it with us. And I hope that you will keep us informed if the book is picked up to be a movie. I would love to have you come back and talk about it. I, I, would, do, I would delight in that. And uh, I, will, I will do um, I'll do as you ask um, because it, it's just a joy being able to talk to somebody like you giving me the opportunity uh, is is a, a fantastic way of being able to promote my myself as well um, and at the same time giving me the opportunity to tell people about my passion um, which is you know something that I I, I have in, uh, I have been in, inspired in myself but I now want people to inspire them into them as well the books the books lead to lead to a lot of questions they lead to a lot of uh, answers as well um, but more important they they actually lead to somebody having the uh, shall we say the enjoyment of the of the journey that I'm on so that's that's what I would like tell everybody again where they can visit your website 
and see the actual image of the lady in the water? I know that there's a YouTube video on your website because I looked at it. Yeah, um, there's a YouTube video on my website, um, which is uh, www.myronedwards, that's M-Y-R-O-N edwardsbooks.com, which is the website. You can also go on to... Um, you can go on to YouTube itself and put Mistress of the Rock and you will be able to see the video on there. Uh, the books are available from Amazon. They're available from um, most bookstores uh, that you can, you, you can find a list, I believe, on the website as well. So you'd be able to, to if you wish, order a, a book. Of course, my publisher, rockhillpublishing.com, will also be able to supply you with the books that uh, we have. Myron, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast and being the newest member to the book club. I truly enjoyed speaking with you. And when book three comes out, I definitely expect you to come back so that we can talk about that as well. It's my pleasure. And uh, again, thank you very much. I, 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 uh, I enjoyed it. The, the opportunity, Kelly, to be able to to be able to speak to you. Um, you 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 um, you're a very nice lady, um, um, without any doubt. I've um, encountered a, a new friend, so I would say thank you for thank you for that opportunity. And stay safe, warm, <laughs> and absolutely. And safe. Thank you again. I really appreciate your time and spending um, part of your day with me. Um, thank you again for being on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day and have a good week. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I just wrapped up with author Myron Edwards. He shared his journey to writing his book, Mistress of the Rock, and actually turned it into a trilogy. You can see all of his information in the podcast description so you can go get your copy. We're hoping that the book is optioned into a movie. Good luck, Myron. We're glad that you're a member of the book club. Next week, another author, a new member to the book club. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep writing.